Previously on Dice Paper Roll. Arriving in the city, our heroes were thirsty for a drink. Come on down to Addis! And they were serviced with a wink. Barry served a range of milk. They thought they'd give it a whirl. And straining furry chunks of goat, it made their chest hairs curl. Snatch went off to buy some pants from a wee gnomish stunner, and to his friends he did return. They upped and did a runner. Up to the keep they made their way to meet the Lady V. They were greeted by Phil, a freshly jacked up steroid devotee. Into the chamber of the keep Phil ushered them inside, then sweeping in with stately grace, the Lady V had arrived. Welcome back to Dice Paper Roll. This is episode number 26. My name is Emil and I'm playing Brackeye the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Dan and I'm playing Thandor the Human Fighter and Cleric of Tempus. And my name is Jack and I'm playing the Tiefling Bard Ariki's Song. And my name is Ben. I am playing Snatch who is a halfling rogue. And my name's Greg. I'm playing Alan, Aaron, Aeon, an Asimar sorcerer, and I am also the dungeon master. Yeah, you are. So you find us in the citadel of Greymead, Lady Verisal's hold that sits atop the hill uh, above the city of Greymead, which spreads beneath you, uh, a, a packed city full of refugees uh, fleeing the nearby countryside and the encroaching uh, goblin horde. So you, uh, Lady Verisal has greeted you in the entry chamber and she leads you uh, into uh, the same room that you first met her in. A long table dominates the room. Uh, this time, though, the table is cleared and most of the chairs have been removed. And on the table lay a series of maps and markers uh, signifying the city and, and surrounds and the surrounding towns. Sounds like she's about to play a D&D game. <laughs> Central table coming Would you care to hands? join me for a game of Warhammer 40k? <laughs> <laughs> she has Catan all set up. <laughs> Expansion so everyone can play. And yeah, and she, she says, welcome, thank you. Thank you for your service to Greymead. You did far more than I ever could have expected when I asked you to check out the, the danger to the nearby towns. It's all right. Winks. Thank you. No, he winked at uh, Phil. Oh. <laughs> Good. Oh. 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 Phil's having a crisis of identity over here. Is the, he's filling things. It's, yep. all, the, yeah, exactly. it's, all, the, it's all the dire bear growth hormone. My nuts are so small. So excited. <laughs> Calls the info line. Is it normal to be experiencing homosexual tendency? Uh, towards my arch nemesis. <laughs> I thank you for, for what you've done. Word of your exploits has already spread through the city ahead of you as um, the first boats from Shadefall carrying 
both the refugees from Shadefall and Twelve Oaks told the story of how you'd helped free the prisoners and and hold off or, or warn the people of the, the incoming threat and had saved so many lives by your actions. From myself and from the Shire of Greymead, I thank you. Well, you're welcome, I suppose, lady. It has been an honour and a privilege for us to embark on this journey. We do it for the good of the people. Well, and for some coin, hopefully. The good hey, of the, hey, the, hey, the, hey, the, when do we the get The good paid? of the people. Yes, the good of the people. Thank you, Aelan. You know, okay. It's all about the people. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Word of your exploits has spread rapidly through the city. Tales of, of what you've done it are inspiring the people because obviously there is a lot of fear and it's time, it's a dire time in our history. Uh, that is why I, first of all, must thank you for your service and reward you in a way that is fitting. Phil brings out a, a large chest um, and plonks it down on the ground and lifts the lid. You're very strong, Phil. He, yeah, he does a perfect lifting technique. I thought um, you were just talking about his actual chest. He brings out his large <laughs> chest, like does a bit of a bodybuilder sort of. Um, Here uh, is your reward. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Would have stayed here if I knew that's what we were going to get. <laughs> Phil lowers his nipples and um, places the heavy chest down on the ground and opens the lid, and a hoard of sparkling gold pieces shines inside. And Lady Verisal oh. says. Uh, to each of you, a thousand gold pieces for your service. Oh, you know, like how I said that, you know, thanks was enough. Well, this is just fucking great. <laughs> um, so do we also get to take Phil with us around to carry the gold? Because that seems quite heavy. I think we can find more interesting ways to carry this wealth around with us. Okay. Yeah, John, how about you? Well, I'm probably going to spend mine, Arikis. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Further to match the, the acts of bravery that you have performed in the service of Greymead, uh, I have prepared a particular item for each of you. Um, Lucky we all survived then, isn't it? <laughs> Shows great faith. <laughs> I mean, mostly survived. Nothing sadder than, <laughs> nothing sadder than presents left under the Christmas yes. tree because someone's well, died before Christmas. No, I could have you know, oh. used these for other purposes. It's I'm, fine. No, they, they wouldn't go you know, underused. For each of you, uh, I have chosen a, a selection um, from which you, you can pick. So for Alan, there is a pearl of power and a pair of braces of defense. Um, for Snatch, there is a plus one light crossbow Ooh. or a plus one dagger. All right, I'm going to pick both of them up. I heft the dagger and I flip it around, throw it up a couple of times, run my finger over the... Uh how sharp it is, and I'll... It's perfectly balanced and razor sharp. Mm. It's got a nice black hilt and, like, a red gem in That the is hilt. exactly what I have written down Ooh. here. Ooh. That's very nice. That's very nice. That's, um... Oh, I suppose I should check out this crossbow, and he pops the dagger down, picks up the crossbow, and just feels it for weight and looks down the sight. Maybe aims it at a reeky for a second. Hey, whoa, whoa. There's I, nothing in it. Nah, it's all right. I'm going to get this dagger. I think this dagger looks uh, quite nice, actually. I think it'll fit fit right here. Uh, she, there's also an accompanying belt and, and uh, perf- like mastercrafted hilt. 
for it as well. Thank you. Thank you, Lady B. Uh, she nods her head at you. Alan picks up the pearl, uh, and as he does, he holds it in front of him. You see like a rushing of arcane energy sort of crackle around him and coalesce into the pearl. And Alan says, well, I think this, the choice has been made for me. <laughs> the selection. Yes, I think that my selection is limited. Limited. I can say that. Oh. So for Brackeye, uh, there is the choice between um, a plus one greatsword uh, or a belt of dwarven kind. What's this belt do? <laughs> it's the way you get the DM to look up your stats for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the belt of dwarven kind, whilst wearing this belt, you gain plus two constitution up to 20 and advantage on persuasion checks to interact to dwarves, with dwarves. Yeah. In addition, you have a 50% chance each day at dawn to grow a full beard if you're capable of growing one. That's awesome. Or a visibly <laughs> thicker beard if you already have one. Uh, so you're going to take that or the um, sword? Give me a second to think about it. Right. What's the sword do? It's plus one. Great sword. It's a... That's very Take the beard. Take the beard. Every Take day. the beard. <laughs> Brackeye looks at the two items in front of him and picks up the, the sword, uh, swings it around a few times, and then puts it down, grabs the belt up, which is... Uh, it, it, it looks sturdy, but it's surprisingly like light and supple. He puts it around his waist, and somehow it's just the perfect size, and he just feels like very grounded all of a sudden. And... Um, and a bit, a bit prickles on his chin, and then he's like, "Oh, this is the one," and chooses the uh, the the dwarf of the, the dwarf, and chooses the belt of dwarven kind. What's the belt buckle look like? It's the face of a dwarf, and it's like looking to the left, and the belt itself is made up of it looks like a like it's bronze, and then it goes to a beard, and then the beard becomes the belt, and oh. the belt is the whole like a really long beard. Yeah, just a knitted, yeah. Um, like yeah. Yeah. Beard. Yeah. It's like a woven leather, leather yeah. beard. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Thandor, you have the choice between a plus one glaive or um, plus one mithril full plate, which is a full plate of uh, fitted armor. And, and the mithril means that it's not disadvantaged to stealth check. Oh, it's, it's a silvery, yeah, light metal. Now, so, Thandor's going to like uh, pick up the, the glaive and like spin it around and do like some of his like nifty battle master tricks and that sort of thing and twirl it around and it's like damn this is a really good glaive and then he's gonna um go over to the super shiny plate mail and lift it up and expecting it to sort of make noise as he lifts it up but as he does it it's quite silent and doesn't actually make any kind of noise and he's just like oh that's pretty fucking cool actually yeah yeah no i like this and is then just going to start putting on each piece of armor, which I think takes it roughly about fifteen to thirty minutes. Yeah, Alan comes over to <laughs> this whole scene. Just Alan comes over to help you after he picks the pearl and uh, helps you into the armor. So yeah, you um, take fifteen minutes, and everyone sort of stands around awkwardly while you get dressed. Uh, Thank you, my lady. I very much appreciate your generosity. Plus, now you could go sneak up and. Steal it from her. I'm right here. I'm right here. I can I can see you whispering behind your hand, and I can actually hear what you're saying. I Even put, I know that's a I terrible put, idea. I put my hand up, though. 
Breck, I like. It's a mirror. It's a mirror, right? It's not lip reading. Was Lady Verisal standing on the side of Ariki's on the left so you couldn't actually see her because your eyes missing? Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, my God. I didn't see you there. And Ariki's. So there's a pair of slippers that seem to be crusted in spider webs or a feather token, a quals feather token. Some quality. It's quality. Mm-hmm. quality. Uh, so there's the slippers, which are slippers of spider climbing. While you wear these light shoes, you can move up, down, and across vertical surfaces and upside down along ceilings while leaving your hands free. You have a climbing speed equal to your walking speed. What does Quell's feather token do? I suppose I could look it up later myself. Well, you could ask Quell. Oh. Hey, Quell. What? What's this feather token do? It came from my body. Oh. <laughs> I'm a bird. <laughs> I'm a quoll. <laughs> quoll, quoll. Yeah, quoll's feather token. Uh, this tiny object looks like a feather. Um, and can you roll a D100? 97. 97, wow. nice. That's good. Wow, okay. Uh, you can use an action to throw the token to a point within 10 feet of you. The token disappears and a floating whip takes its place. Oh, you have made me a very difficult decision to make, Lady Varicel. I am glad you find both options enticing. Ariki picks up the feather and sort of waves it around, puts it down, and then picks up the slippers and starts, like, trying to tap dance with them on the on A the table. Shuffle. And notices that the slippers are picking up pieces of paper. It's like, oh, I think this is the one for me. And you hate littering. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to clean up the streets with this in no time. You uh, slip the slippers on and... Um... They fit perfectly. They're incredibly comfortable and soft. Lots of people in the town, very, very so. There are. There are many refugees from all of the surrounding towns. Well, we we actually found something uh, beyond Twelve Oaks. You may or may not have heard, but we had to actually go and rescue Beshed. The, uh, the lady who, who ruled Twelve Oaks and uh, found a, a goblin war camp. And we, uh, we upset them a little bit, didn't we, guys? They um, might need to have a new election. I'm not sure uh, they really I, I don't think that's how goblin uh, um, yeah. things work, yes. Um, it's usually the biggest and hardest hitting bloke that gets the job. I think so. Uh, but, but probably of, of most particular concern, there's a, there's a corner of a map that we took from the command tent in there. And, and uh, there's quite a lot of those camps around the area. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> All of the towns uh, have experienced an, a, a rapid increase in goblin raids to the point where, as you see, the city is full of refugees, of people from all of the surrounding countryside who, who seek shelter here. As I said, it is a dire time, and whilst I do not know the details of your exploits, I have heard whispers in rumour that have reached you ahead of the city. And that is why I thank you. I know that you have freed the prisoners, and um, 
that were taken by the goblins. I know that you have risked all. And as I said, we are, are grateful and I think you have been justly compensated for your service. I would very much like to see that piece of map that you refer to. Well, I think Aylan has it, don't you? Ah, yes, of course. Of course I do. Here you go, my lady. <laughs> a sliver um, of map. A sliver of map. Um, she takes the map from Aylan um, with a nod of thanks and she says, well, this is something that will be key in the defense of this city. But you are adventurers and... I have asked more of you than most would. I I see it fit, though, to ask again if you would be willing to enter into further service to the city of Greymead, although this offer does not come lightly or without responsibility. What more do you want of us? My proposition is that you each take on the title of Thane of Greymead, In times of war, we appoint thanes to the realm who are charged with the defense of the city and its surrounds. I only ask this because I know that from all of the indications and all of my war council are echoing the same thought that we are about to face a greater goblin force that amasses in the surrounds. Our city is packed with people, many who don't know how to fight. Our guard is not the strongest in the realm. Phil looks pretty strong. Winks. He, his nipples, one of his nipples right, whoop, raises up. He's still not wearing a shirt. <laughs> He's covered in baby oil. <laughs> um, so, so, so just hypothetically, uh, lady, um, <clears throat> whilst your offer is generous, uh, if, if I was to say no, what do your reports say about how, how safe it is to actually leave... What's your, yeah, and what's your contingency if we do say no? I will avail myself of all power and options I can in order to rally the defence of Greymead. Like I said, rumours of what you have done have given hope to my people, and I wish, I hope, against hope, that you will continue to help us. I know, Thandor, your order has long stood with Greymead, and now in our time of need, it is truly unfortunate that most of the fist have left the city but i would ask your continued service and help in this lady i am already in the service of Greymead. whatever you ask of me i shall do and gentlemen what do you mean what is this talk of walking away how dare you there are people who are going to die if we don't protect them how could you be such cowards in the face of battle what the well, fuck is wrong with you? I hear you. I I hear I hear you, Thandor. Thandor, and <laughs> I will stand with you to fight against the coming hordes of goblins. <laughs> I will stand as a protector of the people of Greymead. Thank you, Aelan. I knew that you would. He gives you a toothless grin. Oh, don't do that. There's still a dig, though, on the, on the corner of, next to the gap. Just ding. Ding. It's like, yeah, plunk, plunk. <laughs> Look, I'm not adverse to the idea. I just wanted to make sure we weren't the only line of defence. Yeah, no thanks for the guilt trip. There is still the city guard. We won't be alone. Vince and myself as a part of the... 
the Church of Tempest, we helped to, t to take part in the training of the city guard. There isn't many, but we won't be the only ones fighting. Do I look like some kind of warrior to you? You look like a mercenary to me. A mercenary? That's right. Well, I don't know about that. Not to say out for hire, hire me services to people. Um, Alan walks over and lays a hand on Snatch's shoulder and he sort of, he leans down. Oh no, sorry, that's, that's, that's a bit rude, isn't it? Um, he leans down towards <laughs> you and says, I see in you, I see in you a friend and a good heart and I think that you want to <laughs> lend your aid in defence of the city. Well, it's very nice of you to say, Alan, and, and I appreciate all your support, but this is, this is like, this is a, a big deal, you know. She's potentially asking us to die here. She is. Well, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Like, and forgive me, you, you can try and guilt me as much as you want, Thandor, but I'm not into battle and war. I prefer to, I'm sorry, to live. I'm sorry if I made it feel like I was guilting you. I, I, I don't, no one should fight if they don't want to and if they don't think that they should or they can. It is a part of the tenets of Tempest that that we go out and we fight for those who cannot. And if we are capable, then we should. And I'm sorry, sometimes I get a little bit zealous, I knew. It's all right. Look, look, I appreciate freedom as much as the next man or woman or halfling or wherever you are. And uh, I suppose if, if my help means that I can help others be free as well, then you have it. But surely, surely there's some greater reward in it. What, what did you say a thing gets? Uh, a new pair of pants wouldn't go astray, Lady Verisal. Uh, the, the Thane is, is no common soldier. You will have authority within the city to direct, particularly in the name of defence. And you will also receive a badge which represents... Ooh, or a, um, Is it shiny? It's a cloak pin Ooh. Ooh. Um, in the form of the heraldic device of Greymead, which is the three foxes. Hmm. What do you think, Ricky? I mean, have we tried diplomacy with these, with these goblins? Um, yes, I believe some of the prisoners tried diplomacy with them while they were being tortured, uh, but it didn't really work out. So we've kind of, um, as we've retreated from our burning towns... Um, put a pin in that one. Uh, yeah, I can see why you would do that. I'm just saying, like, we tried some different things. That you, have you thought about clowns? They really don't like clowns. Oh, the circus just left. Damn it! <laughs> why did I think of clowns? Everybody knows that's a goblin's worst enemy. Exactly. Thing is, though, Lady Verisal, uh, it appears that it's not just the goblins. We've we've come across some uh, devilish creatures as well. Creatures uh, from I've other heard planes. of monsters uh, joining their ranks, like ogres and trolls. Uh, no, 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 these are like leathery winged, too. no fiends. Mm, we what? are talking about from the depths of the nine hells. These are creatures that are that are far more powerful than any mere goblin. These are the fiends, dark forces. This dark I, rituals. This, this I did not know of. The dark rituals, I, you had spoken to me about what happened at Linbra, and I just assumed it was some dark goblin magic, but... It seems they are summoning something else to help in their yes. conquest. Then I need your help more than I even realised. 
Also, they have a T-Rex. Well, the T-Rex is kind of doing its own thing. <laughs> Pops up and down occasionally when it's convenient. <laughs> when it's needed. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Beldaf was a deus ex machina. <laughs> yeah, episode deus rex machina. Hey. Give, us, give us a day to think about it. Very well. I mean, actually, I feel like we should just do it. I mean, I've already died once. I would like to talk. I would like to talk to Beldaf first, and 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 make sure that the uh, other people whom we saved from Twelve Oaks have arrived safely. They are our first responsibility. We should see them right before we take on another responsibility. I think. Plus, we need to get that quest finished in the inventory. It's really bugging me. The, quest. <laughs> the milk quest, not completed but not delivered. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should cash in that experience. I agree. <laughs> Uh, please take take a, a day to think on it. Although I would ask that you think of the need of all of the people and what help you could give in shoring up our defences. Already, the lumber that you've brought down will be incredibly useful in the creation of siege engines and shoring up weak parts of the wall. You want us to build your wall? No, no, I want no, you no. to help just... direct the, oh. the defence of All, the city. Although you could argue that us being, you know, a defenders of the city would be a metaphorical build-up of the wall. So, um, you're kind of right. Oh. How insightful, Brackeye. <laughs> Brackeye smiles. She looks at you just a moment longer than everyone else. So, so just to be clear, there's no leaving the city where... Um... You can leave the city, you are free to leave, but... As far as we are aware, we are almost fully surrounded. We think that you might be able to get out to the south, but we are unsure. Oh, uh, actually, do do you have, like, a lot of dog's milk? Because Pete the pirate would really need... We, really bought, need, we, we got, bought Pete his dog's milk. Yeah, but it's gone off in my pocket. <laughs> Was it ever on to begin with? Oh, dog's milk, yes. I've heard that's become a thing in the... <laughs> In the streets because of food the food shortage. Yeah, because of the food shortage, and I understand that there's horrible, horrible puppy farms where they keep dogs pregnant and constantly lactating and milk them Jesus. for oh, use geez. in the illegal milkshake trade. It's ironic. His name is Peter, isn't it? <laughs> Peter's milk. Peter the pirate wants the milk. Peter's milk. Food. That's a, a an Australian brand for our international listeners. I was thinking more P E T A. Oh, okay. But also that. that It worked on many levels. What do you you say, friends? Do we take a day and go back and make sure the other people are fine and then we'll re-adjourn first thing tomorrow morning? I definitely concur. I think that I will be able to think much better when I've had a bath and some food and a nice mug of of ale and some fresh new pants. Well, you can avail yourselves. I've prepared rooms for you in the Citadel as honoured guests. Or I can arrange uh, for rooms to be made available in the Gilded Phoenix, which is where you stayed last. That's my preference. I will uh, go to the Temple of Tempus and check in on Vents and the rest of the refugees that we have housed there, and I will stay the night there. Very well, as you wish. You mean the Citadel's in right right here? Yes. Well, I, I uh, think I'll take you up on that, Lady Verisal. I, too, will take you up on that offer. I, yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the view. Actually, that sounds great. I'll take the citadel. Come on, Brackeye. May as well stay. It's pretty looks pretty comfortable up here. 
Mm, all right. You don't have to. You can do what you want. It's fine. You, you're grown Goliath. Mm. All righty then. That was an awesome <laughs> bit. I will. Uh, I will have the rooms prepared, and um, they will all adjoin a dining room where you can eat, and uh, a bath will be made ready for each of you. So shall we meet in the morrow? On the morrow. IDM. Uh, yeah, so everybody, uh, Phil sort of opens the door and looks at you all expectantly. His other nipple raises up. <laughs> Question? <laughs> uh, what time of day is it? Uh, it is late afternoon. All right. That's good to know. I've got a few hours to prepare. I'm going to head down to the docks to make sure everyone's arrived safely. Bracket leaves. Yep. Alan goes off to his room and gets in the bath. Yeah. You know where to find me? I'll be up here, Brackeye. Ariki sidles up to Lady Greymane and says, Hey, um, so when we were here last time, I had a, a hat that I... Well, I mean, it was more of a head, admittedly. But uh, I was wondering if anything's come of of, of the the wolf's head. Ah, I, yes, I've, of course, I forgot. And she walks over to a stack of books and lifts it up, and underneath is the, <laughs> the wolf's head, which has been made into a hat. She sort of plumps it a little bit and gives it to you. Um, it's actually been really well-preserved into a, a great hat that sits on your head, like a brimmed cap with the jaw. Um, and uh, at the back is a flap of um, wolf's skin, which hangs down like a to your shoulders. Cap? Yeah, like a legionnaire's cap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. I love what you've done with the back of it. That's... Ah. I, I thought you'd appreciate a back flap. You have a fine eye, Lady Greymead. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and so do you, Ariki. Just the one, no. though. <laughs> 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 that was a Ben joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just going to take you up on that bath, though. See you around. Yes, um, we will help clean your clothes and, and uh, the servants oh, yes, will feed you. And <laughs> <laughs> they pick up your pants with a pair of tongs. Yeah, I've already taken them off. He's <laughs> <laughs> just in the chamber, pantsless. Walking down the hallway, just like butt cheeks. And the servants <laughs> running after you, picking up pieces of clothing. You're discarding as you walk down the chamber. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky owns the joint. After everyone leaves, Thandor is just going to go up to Lady Greymead and say, I don't need a knight to decide. And um, will plant his glaive into the ground and then kneel before her and say, It'll be an honour to be a thane to you, my lady. So as you kneel down in front of her, she lays uh, a hand on your head and she says to you, Thank you, Thandor. I knew you were a son of Greymead. And she pulls a a cloak pin from her belt and she pins the uh, cloak pin to your flaming cloak of tempest and you see the three foxes stacked on the pin Um, and you feel the energy of the pin it's clearly a magic item it's sort of it almost hums against you as it begins the attunement process Uh, and you you feel uh, stronger more nimble um, more protected so when you pin it on a cloak, it counts as a cloak of protection, nice. which is plus one to armor class and all saves. Whoa. Oh, oh yeah. I made the right choice. Ariki like sidles Thank back you. in and is like, actually, can I? <laughs> I also have a range of fashionable cloaks for you to choose from if you wish to change your cloak, although I doubt that you will wish to. Thank you, my lady. But I, my, my cloak is fine as it is. Very good. 
I will see you on the morrow. There is much that we need to talk about. I will be here. And Thandor leaves. Okay, so um, Brackeye, uh, you head out first and you were heading off to, whilst you were staying here the night, you were going to head off first, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to head down to the docks and just to make sure that, uh, check in with Beldaf and make sure that everyone has found suitable accommodations. Yeah, when you get down to the docks, um, it's starting to grow into evening time as you manage to make your way down through the city and the city sort of has changed as it's grown tonight and people are sort of uh, huddled in corners and uh, against buildings, uh, small fires uh, burning um, and, and cook pots over the top. Um, houses seem full as you walk down the streets and, and still lots of people seem to wander um, the streets almost looking lost and, and bewildered. Um, as you reach the, the docks, you see that the trireme is um, in the process of being unloaded. Um, and the captain um, is presiding over that, um, but there's no sign of your friends. Hey, Pete. Aye. Where did um, where did everyone go? Uh, the, uh, the people of Twelve Oaks and Beldaf and Bex. Oh, and- uh, they all went off uh, with with Bex, uh, except for Beldaf. He, he said he had something to take care of. Hmm. I are. I'm a pirate. I forgot again. It's my, uh, it's my seamless cover identity. It takes over. It's very effective. Aye, thanks. What? You didn't know where Bex was headed? From what I could see, he was headed towards the Temple District. Fair enough. Brecko's going to head off. Um, having already been to the Temple of Tempest, he kind of knows vaguely where it is, and he also heads for that one because he feels like that's where Bex would have gone. No worries. You start uh, moving your way through the city um, in the interim because you've gone down the docks first. Thandor, you finish your uh, conversation with Lady Greymead and head out. You were heading straight for the temple? Yeah, heading straight for it. So you head down to the temple district and um, the familiar smells and sights and sounds of the city are all home to you. It's, it's a, a wonderful oh. feeling to be back. Um, and as you approach the, the temple grounds, you know that there's a... That like an empty building next to the temple, mm-hmm. but that light seems to be shining out of the windows and it's all been cleaned up and um, in some windows um, sort of cobbled together, curtains hang and uh, there seems to be people moving in that building. And as you approach the um, the doors to the entry of the temple, you are taken aback because for the first time in a very long time, someone is standing guard at the entrance. Uh, two people are standing guard at the entrance to the temple. They wear uh, tabards uh, in the style of a Fist of Tempest. So on their breast, uh, you see the insignia is slightly different rather than the flaming sword of Tempest. Um, the two uh, people, which you recognize as villagers from Lindbra, are wearing a flaming glaive on the the chests and they both have glaives stood beside them. Thandor gets a little bit choked up, goes it's okay, it's okay it's okay. And he's gonna uh, walk forward and approach the two guards and, and say hello Gary and Jim <laughs> <laughs> Lord Thandor, it's you! And um, they both salute <laughs> fist over heart uh, to you and you've returned and they uh, open the doors uh, onto the entry to the temple and the courtyard beyond um, and you can see the temple is packed full of uh, refugees there are cots placed against every wall and uh, people are 
sitting at their beds talking and as you walk in a hush falls uh, on the room and you can see through into the yard and in the late evening light you can see vents training a group of the soldiers and new recruits there seems to be a mix of guardsmen and um, people wearing this tabard who are all uh, drilling out in the yard with events um and yeah all of the the faces who are they drilling oh sorry <laughs> all of the faces in the room are familiar thandor's <laughs> thandor's gonna head uh straight towards vents and just sort of stand on the the sidelines watching the group work through their um combat drills okay so as you walk through that that's your intention but mm. as you walk through everybody raises to their feet um, as you stride down this familiar corridor you hear uh, shouts of Thandor Thandor's back Thandor hey it's and- Thandor oh. Thandor's coming hey, Thandor. did you hear that Thandor's here Thandor. I didn't know Thandor was coming oh, I owe that guy an apology from last time I saw him <laughs> <laughs> um, and every uh, everyone stands and salutes you and uh, people rush in and as they rush into the room they, they stand and, and salute Lord Thandor you've returned and as you walk through Vents looks up from the drilling and he he calls uh, everyone to attention Ten Hut It's okay Thandor you can do this <laughs> <laughs> You can do this uh, Hello everyone Vents strides over and um, grips your hand or your wrist in a warrior's handshake. Yeah, uh, we um, clasp what is it, forearms clasp kind of thing. Forearms, yeah, yeah. Yep. Do the old warrior handshake, and then um, I'll pull him in closer and give him like a, a good hug. As you do, he says, "I'm glad you're back, brother. There is much, much has happened in your absence. It seems that you have been very busy, Vents. You have done an amazing job. Not I, brother." And uh, they are here for you. And he disengages from the hug. Uh, and everyone starts chanting, Dandor! 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 Oh, sorry, a bit long. Uh, <laughs> um, Always been one too many Dandors. Yeah, right. <laughs> there were so many. Uh, Rhett, he starts walking you off towards the chambers of the senior members of the, um, the temple. Um, and he puts his arm around your shoulder. He says, since you have struck out into the surrounds, word of your deeds has spread and people who are afraid of this goblin menace have flooded to the town to seek training at the temple and the defence. I have uh, I, used the building next door without any permission because there are just so many of us. No, you have done the right thing, Vince, to have taken control and already is training so many warriors. You have done a great deed in Tempest... Tempest is shining upon us at this very moment. We will see through this dark time. Thandor, I am I am glad to see you have returned to help train these recruits and soldiers. And there is much mundane bullshit we have to go through. Like, <laughs> oh, don't how do I we know feed it, them? I'm running out of money. There's, the temple is so full of people. I've had to use every room. I've had to move our belongings into the war lion and the subcommander's chambers. I don't know, Will, would War Lion Voth deem it as a good use of the funds of the temple to help feed this? We have no choice in the matter. We have people here that we need to protect. And as priests of Tempest, we have to look after these people. He will understand. Plus, he's not here, so fuck him. Yeah, yeah right, fuck him. Um, 
I sent word to Warlai and Voth uh, and the Fist of Tempest and asked them to return in the city's time of need. I, I just don't know if the message has gotten through. Yes, look, hopefully they hear word and they come and help us, but we have to prepare for the fact that they may not come. So all that we can do is train up whatever strong uh, people that we have that are willing to train and willing to fight for this city and for the Shire of Greymead. Very good. It's so good to have you back, Thandor. No worries, buddy. <laughs> We've just received some some new people this evening from Twelve Oaks. They said that they'd come down the river with you and they'd lost everything. Yes, they've been people on hard times. Uh, I'll, I'll go over and I'll, I'll, I'll start training them. I'll nice armor and pin, by the way. That looks... Yeah, it's pretty dope, it's isn't really, it? Yeah, it's yeah I know. This, this armor is pretty fucking sick. Oh, just say, don't like, worry yeah. as well. I've got your horse that you weirdly named Vince, <laughs> like me. What? How the what? fuck did that horse he survive? Left, he it, left it, it in a it field. It broke its... Uh, it, it broke its... Uh, and how does Vince know that he called it Vince? Can he back? talk to horses? because it's been called Vince for years, bro. Like, oh, okay. It was like a weird coincidence. That's how we became... I call all my horses Vince. That's how we became <laughs> best friends, is because we hadn't even met, and then your horse was named Vince, and it was like, bro, my name is Vince. And, and then, I was then like, it was like... No way. My horse's name is Vince. I was like, no way, man. This is weird. Uh, this is great. Like, we, we must be friends or something. Best friends forever. Yeah. Yeah. Did Vince um, friends forever. Oh, hello. Oh. Did Vince oddly like buy a horse afterwards and call it Thandor? And it was a bit strange because he did it after he met Thandor. No, the weird thing is Vince is not actually his name. He's just <laughs> did it to make friends with Thandor. His name is Barry. He's actually a milk. And he's actually the milkman. <laughs> ah, I tricked you, fucking. You stole me milk, you're going down. You he, owe me a gold coin. He punches you in the dick. <laughs> None of that happens, right? No. Damn it. Unfortunately. But it's fun to pretend. Yeah, but anyways, the armor's pretty cool. Um, But, seriously, Vince, some shit happened while I was out there. And, and Tempest came to me. Praise be his name. Praise be his name. Um, he he came to me and I I able I was able to heal the boy, Bex. He was dying. He was dying in front of me, and I didn't know what to do. And I just I found like this power inside me, and I fucking healed him, man. Holy shit, man! I know, man. Like fuck I, off! You totally dude, healed him, man. I totally healed fuck him. I didn't dude. even realize. I know. I, I mean, how does this even happen? You had tempest inside you, bro. Inside me, man. Oh, inside man. Me. I'm so jelly right now. I know. I know, but. Don't worry, Vince. One day, hopefully, it'll happen to you as well. Because I've got to tell you, it was pretty fucking great. I'm going <laughs> to go to my chamber right now and think about Tempest being inside me. Do it, man. Do it. It'll be the best feeling you've ever had. Okay, okay. Oh, awesome. Oh, that you mean that kid with the haunted look? Yes, Bex. Oh, yeah, he's in, uh, he's in one of the corridors. He came in today. Um, he's He doesn't look great, man. No, no. Yeah, he was—he said some pretty fucked up things to me. I don't know what accent Vince has got. It's been <laughs> all know. over the show. I don't know, but I'm it's fucking great. loving it. <laughs> it's so good. I'm picturing Neil from The Young Ones. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. Just this long-haired fucking hippie. Greaseball. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah awesome. 
Okay, so after he tells you that, uh, Brakai, you arrive at the front of the temple building and you are surprised to see, uh, again, the same uh, light streaming from the building next door and the two guards uh, at the front. Gary, Jim, nods at them. Ah, Brakai, good to see you. And they open the door. Thandor is inside. <laughs> I head to Thandor. You walk through and um, everyone uh, looks at you with... Uh, respect and, and you receive many nods as you pass through the, the people and you walk out uh, into the courtyard and you can see across the other side of the courtyard um, Vents and Thandor are speaking to each other. You approach them. I do. Um, you cross the, the courtyard and, and walk up to Vents. Oh, hello, man. <laughs> now I am Neil. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vents, is it? Yeah. yeah nice, to, nice to see you again. Rad. Mm. Brackeye, how, d- how did you find, uh, how did you go with Peter, Peter the prior pirate? Uh, Peter the pirate, the, was a pirate, is no longer a pirate, told me that uh, Bex and the 12 Oak people came here, so I thought I'd uh, make sure that they were all housed properly in. Quite an operation you got going on here, Vince. Yes, I look forward to more help from Thandor and his friends. Feels a bit... Cultish for my liking. They but, uh, would uh, that's fun, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's got a it's got a bit of an especially with that us. hippie accent. One of us. One of us. That's, one mm. of us. Feel the love, man. Drink the Kool Aid. We all live in a yellow submarine. <laughs> <laughs> well, just making sure everyone's bedded down there. <laughs> Might uh, hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> As you're talking, you hear the um, the sound of running small footsteps behind you and you turn to see Bex run uh, up and and uh, he's breathing everything. He's like, I came, I brought all the people straight to the temple, sirs. Well done, Bex. He gives him a high five. Good work, Bex. You're quite the warrior. Thank you. I, I look forward to training and learning more of the skills of the warrior here with the, the Glaives of Tempest. Oh, we're going, we're going by the name of Glades of Tempers now? That's what the lads are saying. <laughs> I thought it was rather catchy. Like, be cool, be cool, be cool. <laughs> are you saying that out loud again? Yeah. Just under my breath, just under my breath. Vince is, I was about to say Neil. Vince is like, yeah, it is cool, man. <laughs> it's a great name we came up with. Yeah, a great ourselves. name. We had a real like brainstorming session. <laughs> hey, Bex, uh, where's, where's Bishard? Sorry, I mean, her, awkward. Where's, um... She's dead. I oh, know, I know. We watched her die, remember? You didn't, you were there. No, I wasn't there, whatever. In you your mind's eye. I imagined it, though, in great fucking detail. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, um... Uh, I'm going to, like, pat him on the back and then, like, push him in Thandor's direction. As you <laughs> pat him on the, black, on the back, he gives you just this really cold look, like... Yeah, nudge him towards Thandor. Yeah. Okay. And like, um, look look um, meaningfully at Thandor and like, deal with this shit, man. Yeah, Th- Thandor's going to put his arm around Bex and just start walking him off to like a a quiet area. Where, hey, buddy, maybe we should have a little bit of a chat. How? Are, is it something about my warrior skills? Is there something I can improve, Thandor? Oh, you're, you are a great warrior, Bex. You're strong with a bow. Um, and sword, you know, you you do a great job, and your fighting spirit, the the true spirit of Tempest, I can see it in you, and and just like me, 
You, you lost your family. I lost my family when I was a boy. Um, that's how I ended up in the Church of Tempus. And you are a bloodborn, just like me. Born of blood. But what you have to understand, Bex, is that being a soldier and being a warrior, a man of warrior spirit, is that it's, it's, not, it's not all about vengeance and going out and taking what is yours. It's about helping others. Look around us right now. These people who are destitute, who, who need help, and that's what we're here for. It's to go out and kill what is evil in the world so that those that are good can be better. So don't don't harbor those dark thoughts. Don't go out seeking vengeance. Don't torture. Don't. You'll learn more in the years to come. And I understand that you are sad. Your family has died. You've been through a lot. But we will get through this, boy. One day. As you finish saying that to Bex, as you've been talking, he's had his head bowed. Uh, in front of you and as you finish what you're saying he looks up at you with bloodshot red eyes and you see the streaks of tears down his face but I'm so afraid will I ever not be afraid again? To be afraid means that you care to be afraid means that you want to live You'll never stop being afraid. I, I'm afraid all the time, boy. I always have to tell myself that you can do this. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. Life isn't easy. It's fucked. Really, it's really fucked. But you just keep on per- persevering. And you, each day you become a better version of who you are. He grabs you in a hug um, and presses his face to the chest plate of your armor. Um, and sobs rack his body... Uh, and he says, I'm just so afraid I can't feel anything else. And he breaks down into tears in your arms. Thanor just hugs him, holds him. It's all right. He basically cries himself out of energy and rests his head on your shoulder. What we're going to do, Bex, is you're going to go and rest. And in the morning, we will start your training. He holds you tighter as you uh, carry him down towards um, the... I, I don't actually know where your bed is. Um... Oh, it's over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take you over there. All right. uh, and uh, um, uh, lay him down in the bed and then just kind of... He looks up at you. Sit by until he falls asleep. Thank you. Thank you. Tandor. Bloodfather. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) Rejected. (laughs) Blood Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) The Red Papa. (laughs) Uh, You you lay him down to sleep and he looks up at you and uh, thanks you before he rolls over and drifts off to sleep. And that is where we will end this week's episode. Thus endeth episode 26 of Dice Paper Roll, back in Grey Mead, a reunion for Thandor and for Bex, and maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit of closure, or at least, you know, some 
good fatherly advice. What will our heroes do? Will they put themselves in service to Lady Verisal, much like Thandor has done? Or will they be loose units just hunting about the place? Find out next week on Dice Paper Roll! (laughs) (laughs) Totally going to be loose units. (laughs) Either way, hunting about the place. That's exactly what's going to happen. If you're free on the 15th or the 22nd of April, you should come to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and see DPR live at Storyville, 4pm on both those dates. Tickets are only 20 bucks, and it's going to be a real live, fun podcast recording where you can be part of the action too. You know how it sounds like you're often in the room? This time you will be in the room. You'll be there. We will bring the pod cave to you. Yeah. And also, don't worry for our international listeners, although we would love it if you flew over just to see that. Uh, We will be releasing those episodes at a later date, so you won't miss out on the one-shot fun. But all of the people in Melbourne, come on down. We would love for you to come down, and and we'd love to meet all the people that have been, you know, listening to the podcast and and hear what you got to say, hear what you think. Sit down, have a brew. A brusky bra. Brusky bra. Sit down with the people from Dust Pepper Road. Dude, you felt tempest inside you? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for listening. Man, you know what you should do? You should go out and you should like and you should share and you should just get this podcast out to everyone. That was weird. <laughs> saying, saying it was weird. Did you know that if you were feeling so generous as to donate $1 a month of your hard-earned money to our cheesy little podcast that five dickheads from Melbourne deliver direct to your ears, that would equal $12 a year. Wait, Fif- wait. $1 a month, $12 a year. Yeah, it checks I out. I said it right, yeah, didn't I? I did the math. Yeah, 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 Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that equals 52 episodes in a year. And wait, that- wait, wait, wait. Yep, that's also, right. Also correct, yep, yep. Unless good. it's a leap good. year, but then it's... I'm getting the thumbs up. Oh, let's not worry too much about that. <laughs> and then that equals roughly uh, just under 25 cents per episode, which hopefully you think is good value. So. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Is no, I can't do that. Yeah, three. it's going to take you guys a lot longer. Get a calculator. Where's the square root of the... Yeah. Well, if it's an episode, that's cheap no matter how yeah. much it is. Yeah. So, so look, if you think that's a bargain, uh, we would love you to jump on Patreon. There's heaps of cool stuff on there. You can check out high-quality images of Jack's amazing artwork. There's uh, full-length process videos and a bunch of other stuff that will be coming in the very near future. So please jump on patreon.com forward slash dice paper roll. Was that in Imperial or Metric? <laughs> <laughs> I like pie. whatever <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, yeah, it's me. Uh, you, that's right, you. I'm speaking to you right now. Go like and share this goddamn podcast, you cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's so good. That's it. That's it. Please, God, put that at the end of an episode.